What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Steamers Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 30. We're rolling with another solo tonight. Happy Monday to whoever's listening. No stress this Monday morning because of no Eagles, which is always good. I mean, it was still rough this weekend. There's still some negative things that happened. Obviously, Penn State lost. Likely ended their championship hopes this year. Basically, have to take down Ohio State, and that's that's where we are. Sixers also blew a 21-point lead, so that also happened. I put money on it, and also put money on the Sixers to win that game at halftime when they were up like 11, 14, whatever it was. Also put money on Penn State. That was the first time I did that. They lost. So I was cursed. I was cursed most of this weekend, and I hate it. It's just rough. You 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 lose confidence. It's just a backbreaker. Oh man, this is what betting. This is why betting sucks. Like all the people that probably took, you know, like the Rams or the Dolph, like the uh the Colts to win today, and then they just got shit on because. That's just betting. I, I can't believe that we lost to the Nuggets after blowing a 21-point lead. I The whole time, I was like, I just see them crawling back. I'm like, I'm not worried. Like We were up 21. There's no way they're going to complete this comeback. Shit. That's basketball. Momentum changes. Five minutes can go in that game, and that's changes the whole outcome. You can be winning for 45 minutes, but then... Three of those minutes, if it's just momentum for one team, and it's at the right time, you're a shit out of luck. Alright, I'm going to do a little bit more sports today. I don't have any random debates. Obviously, something's probably going to come up this week that I'm going to have to just get go give a rant on because just that's just how life is right now. But I want to go back to one of my takes I had earlier. Uh, I think this happened right around week two or three. When right after Big Ben getting hurt with the Steelers making the offer to get Minka Fitzpatrick. And I remember like my, my take was that you have to be sold that Mason Rudolph is your guy. You know, you gotta be sold that this team is ready to go with Mason Rudolph and that this is a you really think that you're gonna fix your secondary. Because if you don't remember, the first two or three games of the season, Pittsburgh's secondary was awful. It was awful. They they got torched. They got they got absolutely demolished by New England week one. I don't I don't even remember who I I haven't looked that much into the Steelers season, but there's one thing that they you can say now is that this trade was obviously worth it. It's already it's already paying back. They are now five and four. They just beat the Rams. They're a team that is just gaining momentum. They're playing a really good team game right now. And I was completely wrong about the Steelers. They don't even have James Conner in on offense. They're, they're running Jalen Samuels. And then everyone it's just that next man up. Like this team is just taking taking hits and then they just keep playing well. Their defense is is the main reason why. I mean, it's just elite right now. So giving back that that Minka's are that Minka trade's already paying dividends. And it's another deal that the Eagles maybe should have explored more. 
They didn't explore Clowney. You look where the Seahawks are. They didn't explore Minka. Look at what the Steelers are doing. Jalen Ramsey was too much. I know the Rams lost, but I think people are still picking the Rams to somehow sneak into the playoffs. I know that now they're third in that division. It's just sometimes you got to make the move. I, I think that of all the trades that we were looking at, some of these players are just we needed. I can't believe, I just, what the hell, man? I mean, it's just like everyone, everyone else, it, it's like when we don't get someone, I, they feel like that we already regret it. So Pittsburgh make the right move. Even if Rudolph isn't starting next year and they have Big Ben, the team's still going to be, they're going to be back. You know, they, they are, they are filling in well. And I'll give something, I mean, they fill in well without Le'Veon and Antonio Brown. But, the one thing that they have done that's like very underrated is their wide receiver like drafting and development for the past like 10, 15 years has just been phenomenal. I mean, these they breed guys out of the draft, bring them in, and they become impact players right away. You look at, it was Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, you had Aid B. Juju, Deontay Johnson's looking like a nice player. James Washington starting to get some, you know, rhythm with his QB. It and like Santonio Holmes was another one. It's just it, it's a list that just keeps going. These players are just starters for their whole NFL career. So Pittsburgh's done things that are, have made them succeed, and that I think that you know they've they've drafted very well. They usually only draft defense on the first rounds, but now their defense is playing some really good football. They are they are in the top three or four of the defense in the league. I mean, it's the Patriots, the Niners, and them, I think, are your top three defenses. Not the Eagles. Shit me. That's just, yeah. So I just wanted to get back to giving, you know, credibility what credibility's due. You know, the Steelers that make a trade end up paying off. All right. Now to talk about a former Steeler because we I haven't talked about him in a while. You know, we AB's been quiet. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he's, he was in college. But he's 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 out he's on it now. What is going on AB? AB now is a burner account. If anyone did not see that, he said he basically told the NFL to go fuck themselves. Plain and simple, said it right on Twitter. Then right after, he was basically like, "All right, I'm I'm sorry." It, this guy is there's just he's he's not mentally there. It's a cloud. I I don't get it. I don't get it. The, the, the burner account is just a, a whole other addition to the story. Because we, we've given people shit for the burner accounts in the past, like Colangelo and Durant. But the thing about the burner accounts is that, that usually it's someone that's actually involved with the team. He can actually get away with the burner account. It's just funny to see that he's actually using it. 
Like, he just has no professionalism to him at all. But, like, you can't slander him for a burner account due to the fact that he's not on a team. It's not, you know, it's not messing with anyone because everyone knows it's him. He, he's a free agent. He has the willingness to say who, whatever he wants. Like, Colangelo was talking shit on our players as he was the acting GM of our team. That's a whole different situation. So I don't I don't care about the burner account. I want more of the burner account. Don't get me wrong. Run it, run it up, AB. Do something. You ain't running on the field. Run up that Twitter account. But then there's this whole saga, you know, like especially with fantasy football. Like I didn't take AB in anything, and thank God because you look at you look at what he's what he's become, and that's just a shit show. Like. I'd rather have A.J. Green. At least A.J. Green's trying to get on the field. So, my thing is, is it, it's like he he just wants the money. You know, he, he doesn't he doesn't have that team aspect to him. It, I I feel like if you had this like your your bond with your team that you're like you want to win, you want to you care. It would have went better with the Raiders then. I like the Raiders fallout was just I just think he didn't want to play for the Raiders and obviously I think that everyone knows that with how his Twitter video went viral. Then he obviously he went to the Patriots and that just didn't I it's just a whole other mess. Like he just just do better, AB. I mean, I we're waiting for it. You're basically kicking yourself out of the NFL. You go play in the XFL. Go do some stupid shit. He's just a, he, I, you don't know what to expect with him. Plain and simple. But yeah, that's where we are with AB. His update is that he got a burner account. He's not afraid to use it. So. Alright, let's get one basketball story in. All right, so this is just this is just bizarre. Dion Waiters overdosed on an edible. Okay, now I know what I'm thinking. What what are you what are you doing here? I mean, Dion, Dion, you you have you have two jobs, one job. With two rolls. Get on the goddamn plane. And get on the court. You don't have to do much else. So then you take an edible. And it's just like. Is is every is like 80% of the NBA just high? Is that what we're getting at? Because I feel like there's just more reports every year. Like J.R. Smith. I mean. The all NBA high team. Is the team I want to I wanna see. Like the J.R. Smith. Dion Waiters. Like when they're when they have those games where they have like 25, 30 points, are they are they is that like when they're peak high and then that's why they that's why they keep trying to do it because they hit that one game. I mean, obviously, I know that Dion Waiters just did it for the flight, but again, like they got they get drug tested and you get paid millions of dollars. Like I don't I understand that you have this whole season. You're like, oh well, I have to do this for. Half the year I have to play basketball and I can't get I get drug tested. You get paid millions though. Like you get that exemption. 
Do it in the off season. I don't. I still. I don't understand why players feel the need they have to do this in season. Like they're just. They don't care. Like. I, shit. I. I feel nervous when I go to my job. I'll like hunt over. Dion Waiters says, "Fuck that. I'll just get high while I'm with the team, and just go place to place, toked out of my mind." Jr. didn't even have a filter. He just got high on the court. Even in the NBA Finals, I mean, he I, he has to be. I don't I don't understand. Has anyone ever confirmed that if he was high or not when he when he dribbled out of the lane? And then, is there anything to that? So what I'm getting is these players that are getting like suspensions and like you know fines for getting high or you know doing some dumb shit. You are getting you have the golden opportunity. You get to play basketball get paid millions you get travel and and stay paid for you like you just gotta show up you know what I mean you don't have much to do you've worked your ass off to get there and then you you're willing to just throw it away like that he's not throwing it away but he obviously jeopardizes the rest of his career with something like this now they have to watch him every game. Now that now I don't know if he's committed to the team. Now I don't if he gets cut, what is, what do people do with him? Like sure, go do go have your fun activities when you're not traveling or getting ready for games. It's it's like it's there's 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 the line. Okay, you can't cross it, Dion or JR or I don't I like I don't know who else. I just want to like I want it to come out with like a superstar that comes out and they're like, shit, they got him. Like that, like that's that's where it all goes wrong. Like imagine Kawhi was like, this is my excuse to not play for half the season. Fuck the load management. What it do, baby? He was definitely rolling a blunt in that in that video as well. I don't think that was talked about enough. I think I saw it in like one or two like comments, but that was definitely what was going on. Just imagine, yeah, we like the the NBA was so corrupt that basically MP was like, I don't have to play for forty games. I'll just get high, get suspended from the NBA. I'm making one hundred fifty million dollars, and I have endorsements. What do I have to lose? Because basically that's what it incentivizes. Like they're obviously they don't get paid for that trip, but they're already making so much money they don't care. God, there's something that's got to be implemented if you don't want that to happen. It's just it's too bizarre at this point. I don't I have nothing to. So like it's it's just going to be a motive for superstars eventually. So, bottom line, Dion Waiters, I, I'm like, and the fact that now there's a report coming out, he probably got it from a teammate, and now he's not, he's not naming a team, the not naming the teammate. Obviously, he doesn't want to get him snitched. If it was Jimmy Butler, it would just be the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. If it comes out as a prank, even more ridiculous. Or if it finds out like the whole team did it. Can you imagine that? It's like it wasn't just Dion Waiters. The whole team just 
flu on edibles. It would just like, oh, the NBA, where shit happens. All right, guys, I want to get into because if you listened to episode twenty nine. And you listen to the cash out or blackout segment. I said it. I said it. I told you. I meant it. I said we were cashing out this week. And ho, ho, Linus, baby. Did we cash out this week? We're going to recap the cash out blackout because, yeah, we did. All right. Let me read. I like to take the Millie lineup that won 220 points. And then I'll go through who I said in this Millie lineup from my picks. Because they're here. Frankly, I said everyone but one on this list. Yeah. We're about to go there. All right. All right, the million lineup, QB was Lamar. I said Lamar had a great matchup. I I had a feeling it was going to be more of the Ingram-Gus-Edwards game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People take Lamar because he, he's a guy that you know, he gets that 20-plus every game. But you could have taken Mahomes here. So you really didn't hurt yourself if you did either one. Lamar was in the number one. He had 33. All right. I said he was going to have a monster game. He was the highest scoring running back. Ho baby, Derrick Henry. Aaron Jones said that. Golden Tate. I said if no, Sterling Shepard, I'm taking Golden Tate. You had over 20, you had 21. Michael Thomas, he was looking right at you. 21. Christian Kirk with the golden matchup. I did not hammer him as much as I should have. I actually never really found the money in the budget to get him. I was usually having to stick with the Marquise Brown or Ridley. But yeah, Christian Kirk literally, I think, had the most points today. 35. O.J. Howard. What in the hell? O.J. Howard. 4 for 47 a touchdown. He had 13. Now just think. I said it was the Kelsey. Kelsey should have had two touchdowns. He should have been the, the clear-cut number one tight end. They got that screen play called. But OJ, I said if you wanted the golden matchup, OJ Howard had it. All right, Damian Williams had 11.4, and then Baltimore at 24. I said I liked Baltimore the most. Friendly, it was it proved right. Finley sucks. You know, he wasn't garbage, garbage, but he was he was Ryan Finley. You, you assess where you put that. All right, now, I said you had to take Lamar, Mahomes. I liked Breeze, meh, meh. I said it was Mahomes' comeback week. The battle for New York, you could have taken Jones or Darnold. I said they both had great matchups against each other. Both were solid. And then no one, biscuits. Butter me a biscuit. Mitch Trubisky, 20 points. How are you going to complain? You can't. You could have put in McCaffrey with Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, because you took the biscuit route. 
I'm just saying that would have made one hell of a lineup. All right. Obviously, if you took McCaffrey, you had over 20 points today. Chubb had a solid game. No touchdown, though. Mon Mac, eh. Aaron Jones, what you needed. You had 27. And the no one, Tariq Cohen. Two no ones today. The Bears. I said it. Tariq Cohen had a touchdown. He had double digits. Yeah. All right, wide receivers. The only ones that really hurt me, I said Godwin over uh, Mike Mike Evans. Yeah, they didn't get the touchdown. It went to O.J. Howard. I actually was kind of disappointed with how Jameis played. I, I mean, they beat Arizona, but I, I was expecting a bigger game. I Obviously, Ronald Jones had a solid game. Pascal whiffed. Crowder was a hit. Golden Tate, I said. Christian Kirk, you needed. Marquise Brown, he had a great value for, what, 16? Ridley, eh, just Matt Ryan missed him on that deep ball towards the end of the game. Tight ends, I said Kelsey or OJ Howard, 17 and 13. The no one, eh, Trey Burton. And defense. I'm going to take my credit here. I said a low-key pick. Was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their defense has been amazing. And everyone fades them because they're playing the Rams. Steelers Z at 20 points. They're 4,100. That is what you needed. The Steamers. They were here. You're listening. Take this advice. Make the combination. That's what wins. Is that combination of what I had. I just didn't put the right combination for the big prize. But it was a good week overall. Alright, before we sign off, we're going to do a little bit of the Monday Night Preview. So this is a big game. This is actually probably one of the more premier Monday Night Football games we're going to get. So, Monday Night... We got Seattle at San Fran. No George Kittle. This game, this game is basically this division lead because I mean, this you have the Rams undefeated. I'm mean, not the Rams. Sorry, the Rams are basically third. The 49ers are undefeated. No George Kittle, or he's doubtful. And we got 49ers minus six and a half. I think that that's a pretty favorable line for the Seahawks. I would definitely take the Seahawks plus six and a half. Josh Gordon debut. Seahawks aren't really missing much on their team. Wilson's coming off a monster week. But I, I think this game's going to have some scoring. I like this is And this is a game that people need to study because this might be your NFC preview. Seahawks are just loaded offensively. They made deals to, you know, strengthen this team. They got Josh Gordon 28th on, on the waiver, which is insane. Because we started the season saying Russell Wilson has no one to throw to. How quickly that has changed. The way Lockett's played. DK Metcalf being a stud. And now you add Josh Gordon. Doug Baldwin who? And on the other side, the, the Niners. 
you know, I I like the Niners. They've been a team that I've always said that, you know, last year they got they lost Garoppo early. They had the Nick Mullen show with Bethard. Is Bethard still in the NFL? I'm going to say yeah, but I, just, eh. I like Shanahan as a coach. But there's something that they did, and I think that they might have walked away with arguably the best, one of the best players in the draft. I mean, Nick Bosa is going to turn out. That's, the Bosa brothers are just insane. But Nick Bosa, that line is a freakish line with Buckner, Bosa, Armstead. The defense is playing insane. Garoppolo had a monster week against Arizona. Another favorable matchup against Seattle. I like Garoppolo tomorrow night. So overall, I think I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover. The six and a half. I like that. I don't know, man. I don't like undefeated teams. I don't. Undefeated teams do not fare well. When it gets to playoff time. If your team's undefeated going into playoffs, that would make me nervous. Pressure is way higher. I know this game means a lot for the division. I think that the 49ers are going to win this game. I still think that they'll probably lose a game or two coming up, but this will be the game that tells everyone that the 49ers are here and that they're legit. So that's what I'm feeling, man. Alright guys, this is Steamer Season 1, Episode 30. You know what to do, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, we're posting new content at Steamer's Pod. Alright, this is your boy Greed signing off, we'll see you tomorrow.